Hello, and welcome to Seeger's Sight, the podcast about seeking spirituality, magic, the occult, mysticism, and so much more. A journey for newbies, beginners, old people, and experienced people, and those who are just curious. I'm your host, Charity Bedell, and again, welcome to Seeger's Sight. I hope you enjoy your journey tonight. Welcome to the second episode of Seeker Sight. Tonight's episode is going to cover a lot. We're going to cover what witchcraft isn't, what witchcraft is, styles and forms of witchcraft you may encounter, and a bunch of different witchcraft labels. Now, to begin with, let me say that there are a lot of of myths out there on witches and what makes a witch. And many of those myths are based in specific cultures. Like you'll find the view of witches being in partners with the devil or uh, the goddess Aradia and other things like that. There are different cultural myths on what makes a witch. And there are different cultural myths and beliefs on what witchcraft is. So I'm gonna start with one of the big ones out there, especially if you're interested in any type of religious witchcraft. And that is that witchcraft is a single, unified, cohesive religion. And it's not true. Now you will find a lot of books on witchcraft, the religion, published through companies like Llewellyn and Wiser and New Page. And that's all well and good. They are publishing books on religious witchcraft, but it's not one single cohesive religion. It's more like a loose association of religions with only one core component they all agree on, and that's the use of witchcraft in ritual. So, if someone tries to tell you they practice the witchcraft religion, it's not a cohesive religion. There are many different ones. So, that's the first misconception I want to get out of the way. The second is that if you're psychic, if you see ghosts, if you communicate with spirits, if you can do sense spirits and their energies and you perform spirit work and help people remove spirits and those sort of forces, many people associate all of that work with witchcraft and the people who do it as witches. Now, there is a lot of witchcraft 
around banishing and removing spirits and forces. Because, yeah, that is something which is doo-doo. But if that's the only work you do, that doesn't necessarily make you a witch. Just having psychic abilities and psychic senses doesn't make you a witch. There is a lot of divination and psychic work found in witchcraft. And that enhances our ability to do the work and enhances our craft and our senses. But psychic work alone doesn't make one a witch. There's more to it. A lot of time today you will find people who consider the use of home remedies and natural remedies and herbal remedies as witches. And that goes along with the misconception that witches were the ancient healers. That's not the case. If you use home remedies and you use natural remedies, all that makes you is an amateur hobbyist herbalist. And there's nothing wrong with that. Herbalism is a fascinating subject. Then there is a large connection between the medicinal work of herbs and the magical work. And if you want a truly holistic practice, you will learn about the two of them together. But you can practice magical herbalism without being a witch. And you can practice divination and home remedies without being a witch. It's just, there's a little bit more to the witchcraft. And the last thing I want to address is what I'm going to call wishcraft. I've seen a lot on the forums and the different groups I belong to where beginners will read that all you need is your intention and you can make anything work. So they'll start casting a spell based on using only their intention and think it works. And they come back a couple weeks later asking, why didn't my spell work? Intention alone does not make a witch and does not make a spell. Working your attention alone is what I would call wishcraft, but you're basically focusing your mental energy on your wish, your desire, your basic intent, and then you're releasing that energy to the universe saying, this is what I want, please manifest it for me. And, you know, you can get some results that way. I do have, I do do work with wishcraft, and I do do work with intention and focus and visualization, and it does get me results. But that's only a small portion of my craft, and it's really only the first step 
in developing my craft as a witch. While the use of the intention is important in spells and rituals, it is not the only thing that matters. What also matters is the work. That's right. I told you in the last episode, you will hear me say time and time again, you just gotta do the work. Well, if you wanna call yourself a witch, you've gotta do the work of witchcraft. So what is the work of witchcraft? Witchcraft is simply working magic. Most of witchcraft is based in European folklore. That's where a lot of the witchcraft that we are that we are aware of originated. And most of the witchcraft lore we can find comes from the witch trials. And all of that happened in Europe. There are definitely other influences in other areas. So depending on where you're from and what sort of work you do, you might have non-European influences in your craft. So witchcraft is the working of magic. And magic is the direction and manipulation of energy. Energy is found in everything, in our thoughts, in our actions, in every object, in every location, our words, crystals, herbs, your car, your tree next door, the dirt your home is on, all of it contains energy. And as a witch, we learn to tap into that energy and take that energy shape it with our intent and desire add it to other energy forces that we've tapped into put it all manipulate it all together like we're making a ball of energy program it with our intent and our desire and our end goal and then we release it to the universe through some sort of spell action Witchcraft is work. Witchcraft takes work. It's something that can be learned. It's something that can be done. But it's not simply just visualization and letting your intent out into the universe. There is other work involved. So... There we go. There's some of the misconceptions about witchcraft. That it's a single unified religion, that if you're psychic, you're a witch. Using home remedies and being interested in herbalism makes you a witch, and spells are done through intention only. Those are misconceptions that do have their root in witchcraft lore and cultural identities of witchcraft, but for witchcraft as a whole, they don't apply. So, we'll take a little break, and then when we take come back, I'm gonna talk about the three main types of witchcraft that I've come across, 
and then after we discuss each of those types of witchcraft we're going to talk a little bit about some witchcraft labels welcome back so as i said there are many different types and styles of witchcraft and if you ask a witch what makes a witch you should get at least two or three answers from that one person witchcraft is a very personal craft and there is very little that connects us all The first large type of witchcraft I want to talk about are religious witches. As I said with the misconceptions, there isn't one single unified witchcraft religion. There are several different witchcraft religions. And I personally break religious witchcraft down into three different subtypes. You have the traditional Wicca, as created by Gerald Gardner, which is traditions like Gardnerian, Alexandrian, and a couple others. Then you have what is called Tradcraft, and that would be what people are calling any religious witchcraft pre-Gerald Gardner. Um, Robert Cochrane wrote a lot on this, and this is where you'll find the 1734 tradition and a couple other offshoots of that. It's similar to, to Wicca and traditional Wicca, in that typically you might still find the eight sabbats but the mythology and the approach is quite different and the other third type of religious witchcraft you find is modern eclectic neo-pagan witchcraft and this is basically another loosely related system of witchcraft where they may or may not be duotheistic and they may not may or may not follow these same eight sabbats but they are connected through the general approach to using their craft as a witch to connect to and honor their deities and that's really cool. I personally started my journey as a religious witch practicing a form of modern eclectic neo-pagan witchcraft and I have been initiated into the temple tradition which is a form of neo-wicca which is a subset of eclectic modern neo-paganism. But it's not the only part of my craft. Over the years, I 
felt less drawn to the religious aspects and sometimes felt more drawn to the personal development and connection to the forces out there. And this is where I get my second type of witchcraft, which is where I, what I call spiritual witchcraft. Spiritual witchcraft may or may not worship deities. They may or may not use formal circles and ritual structure, but they focus their work on developing their psychic senses and meditation. Their energy work and development is focused on harnessing the third eye and your psychic sight. A lot of the work involves meditation and some trance work, but you still use magic. They're still doing magic through the art of developing their psychic senses, through the use of their incenses and a lot of the techniques they use. But the focus, instead of being on the worship and honor and veneration of deities, is the focus of the self and the connection to the forces in the universe and through that work you may or they may or may not find themselves honoring partnerships with other spirits spirits of the land their ancestors animal spirits all sorts of other spirits like dragons and fairies and elementals. And when that happens, any magical work they you do may start to involve these spirits where you may put out a small, you do the energetic work and you do the spell casting, but there's an additional step where you offer something to the spirit in hopes that the spirit will decide to add their power to your spell and help your spell work. And you don't have to work with spirits as part of spiritual witchcraft. It's just something that can happen as you start learning about the different forces and start connecting to the universe. You start meeting all sorts of different entities and beings and you may, some people develop relationships and start working partnerships. Other people have a less formal relationship with their spirits. And that's cool too. Lastly, we have secular witchcraft. Secular witchcraft is all about the magic. It's all about what you need in the moment and what works you need to change in your life. Do you need money? You work a spell for money. Are you looking for love? You work a spell for love. You want to keep your household running smoothly? You probably have a long-term spell working for a peaceful home. Secular witchcraft is working magic in every little bit of your life or just when you need it to create changes and to better your life. People who practice secular witchcraft can come from any religion or philosophy. There's no specific creed or ethic that unites them. 
in general with secular witchcraft the idea is that you're accountable for your own actions and the consequences of your actions are in it or in actions and if you can accept the consequences of action or inaction then go ahead and do your magic a lot of secular witchcraft involves folk magic and many of that much of that is european folk magic such as a witch, witch's jar, which contains sharp, pointy objects, foul smells, personal concerns, and other objects put in a jar near your front door, sealed shut, and the object of that witch's jar is to trap, hurt, and confuse any spirits or spells or negativity spent in your way. Other thing, folk magic as things are using puppets or dolls to represent your targets for whatever practice you need. Charm bags, growing your herbs, and a lot of different things. Secular witchcraft comes in many shapes and forms and there's all sorts of different types of spell work you can do as a secular witch. Now, in my own craft and practice, right now, I would say I mostly identify as a secular witch in that I am pretty much only doing spell work and magic work when I feel I actually need it. I don't honor the god and goddess as regularly as I would like. It's something I'm working on, but it is there. I actually focused my religious work more on my Nordic and Germanic paganism and my ancestors and the god and goddess seem to understand that, though they do still get their acknowledgement. Um, and as I was a spiritual witch for a long time, that's where I met my dragons, that's where I met my ancestors. and started to develop a connection with the spirits of plants and locations and so now i do occasionally call upon spirits and spells and rituals and workings but most of the time i just rely on myself and the energy and the magic i can create over time you will find your own path and practice will evolve you may start doing as a religious witch and the only magical work you do is directly involved with the ritual such as the casting of the circle, the calling of the quarters, the invocation of the deities, and the blessing of the water and the wine. And then on Sabbaths there might be some little magical work like on Candlemas or Imbolc, which is the um, February 2nd holiday, you might start with just one small candle in a cauldron and then 
use that candle to light a bunch of other candles as a symbolism of the growing light and motherhood in the presence of the newborn god which was born at Yule. The act, that symbolic act of lighting the candles is an act of magic. At Beltane, there's the maypole, which people dance around and wrap ribbons around. And in ancient times, that was a fertility rite. The pole was symbolic of the phallus, of the penis, and sexuality. And the dancing around it was ways to harness that energy and ensure pregnancy and fertile crops for the year. So even in, so you can see in religious witchcraft, there are these little bits and acts of magic through the rituals and in the acts of casting a circle. You might not cast a formal spell in the ways that a kitchen witch does or in the ways that a witch working with their ancestors and angels will, but you still work magic, little bits of magic. And that's the only thing that connects all of the witches. In all witches, no matter which style, shape, or form you take, all witches work magic. So, the last thing I would like to touch on today is a bit about the different types of labels you may come across in discussions and conversations regarding styles of practice and how one might identify as a witch. It's important to know that you don't need to know or have a name for your specific style and practice of witchcraft. You can just identify as a witch and leave it at that. If you want to identify as a specific type of witch because you feel you primarily work a certain type of magic, then go ahead. It's not a requirement. It just sometimes helps in discussions with other people about crafts and their magical work to know what perspective you come from and where your experiences are. So you got your Wiccan styled witch. A Wiccan witch is basically someone who follows either eclectic neo-pagan witchcraft or traditional Wicca, and they pretty much follow the reed and use full circles and full ritual, formal rituals for casting their spells. And they, you can identify them because they pretty much always identify directly as Wiccan rather than witch. You have your Tradrit witch, and a Trad witch is a witch who follows traditional witchcraft. And they can either do the in-depth relationship with spirits type of traditional witchcraft, or they could be your, I just focus on folk magic witch, where you just work on the 
folklore and you just do the spells that come from folklore that you've learned growing up or you read about and you establish that. A type of folk magic which might be someone who spends their time and they have a witch's jar very deep under their front porch. They got a they got mirrors in the windows pointing out, reflecting the evil out. They might have all sorts of other charms scattered throughout the house to protect against the evil eye and ensure prosperity. And a lot of these charms you might not think anything about. They're just there and they're just part of the decor. And that's one of the good things that folk magic did is that a lot of folk magic is magic that can be done and hidden in plain sight. So after a traditional witch and the folk witch, we have hedge witchcraft and shamanic witchcraft. Hedge witchcraft and shamanic witchcraft are the same thing. A hedge witch is a witch who primarily works in the spirit world and in the trances and does shamanic type work involving soul retrieval, spirit healing, um, messages from spirits, deep channeling, removal of entities and things like that that involve a deep level of spirit work. Hedge witches and shamanic witches aren't called that because they essentially have one foot in the physical world, in the daily life, and one foot in the spirit world, and they can travel in and out of both at ease and at will and have no problem. Basically, you could be sitting watching TV one moment and then in the next moment be in a trance and then be right back and have the messages and whatever you got from that trance session. The magic that hedge witches do is all about the spirit flight and astral travel as well as being connected to the spirits of the land and their familiars and just do a lot of the spirit work. Kitchen witchery is witchcraft that takes place in the kitchen. Most kitchen witchery involves cooking or foods of some sort, but it's also just working throughout in the kitchen as your primary area, which is why cooking becomes such an easy way to work magic. In kitchen magic, when you work your magic through your food, basically what happens is as you eat the food, the food goes in your system and is digested. And as it's digested and processed, the energy is sent out through your bot to your body. And as you live your life, that energy is then released into the universe. So it makes the change inside first and then manages to change outside. Green Witch is someone who primarily works with herbal magic. 
and herbal charms. They may grow a lot of herbs. They may have a lot of books on different herbs. They may study the herbal properties of medicine. They may combine medicine and magic. But the primary thing is that green witches are primarily working with herbal magic, herbal lore, and they also have deep connection to fairy spirits, nature spirits. Grey witches are witches who have no qualms about using a, her a curse or a hex if they feel the actions warranted it. A grey witch basically takes responsibility for any action or inaction that they take and in some cases they believe that it may actually be the ethical thing to do a, a curse or a hex because they were wronged in such a manner that a curse or a hex is the best way to retaliate and get answers. An angelic witch is a witch who primarily works with the beings uh, called angels, mostly Christian angels like the Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Azrael. They call on their angels for their work. They believe angels come to help them. They get messages from insights. A lot of it they might a lot of them might be considered light workers because they primarily work with the energy of light and the heavens and angels to bring blessings rather than work on removing things they work on eight on attracting things and bringing light if you would remove something why not bring in its blessing its office it a Christian witch is a Christian who practices witchcraft. It's not a contradiction. It's just a practice. Christian witches believe that the power to do magic and the ability to work magic and perform spells came from God and was a gift from God. So when they work their spells and magic, they do so in the name of God and Jesus and they believe in doing so it ensures their work is going to be done and they are going to receive their blessings. It also means that they believe that if they are doing healing work then the healing they do is in God's name and God's will. So they try to do what they believe is God's will through their witchcraft. After a Christian witch, we have an eclectic witch, which is what I am. An eclectic witch is a witch who doesn't draw from any one specific culture or practice, but does a little bit of everything. True eclectic witchcraft takes a while to develop because you need to try many different styles and forms of magic, as well as styles and forms of worship and working with deities and spells to see what does and doesn't work together. You will need to find that 
which cultures mesh well, which gods and spirits want to work with you if you're working with others, and which gods and spirits will be offended based on some of the work you do. So eclectic witchcraft can take a lot of work. It's very rewarding because in the end, after all of that work, after all those trials and errors, you have a system that is completely yours, that works for you, and is just yours. You know what works, you know why it works, and you've made your twists to traditions and styles and practices so that it ultimately works the best for you. It's a lot of trial and error, it's a lot of hard work, but being an eclectic is worth it. Because you get to learn a whole lot of everything, and then you get to decide after learning and trying these different things, what works for you, what doesn't work, and where you want to primarily focus your energy. There are a lot more different styles and labels for witches out there, and these are just a couple of the common ones you will find. If you are curious about a type of witch and you want to know more about them, send me a question through the Facebook page or the website for this podcast and I will do my best to answer it. I hope this gave you an idea of why some people use labels to describe their practices and why some people don't, and what some labels are that you might want to use. Like I said, I just call myself an eclectic witch because it's simpler and easier than saying a hedge folk draconic gray witch. And that's still leaving out some of the practices that I have and tried and worked with. So try different types of magic, try different workings, and explore and find what works with you. Have fun. Know that you will fail, know that you will succeed, and know that both of them will be wonderful teaching experiences. I hope to be going over each of these types of witchery in more detail in further episodes, but for now, this brief overview gives you a good idea of what types of witch you might encounter and why they are important. Thanks for coming today. I hope you learned a lot. I'll see you soon. Take care.